That's okay. What I should have brought is kombucha. And I found our, the flavor for me is a lemon cayenne, and it has like a little bit of sugar. I should have brought kombucha. So my Saturdays when I was drinking were I'd go to class and then I'd go have beer. And then I quit drinking, but I wanted to stick to the same routine, so I would go have class, I'd go do class, and then I'd go drink uh, kombucha. They had kombucha on tap. And it was the wild tonic. Oh, so good. So good. Hey, everybody. It is uh, the Nat is Fascinated podcast. I am Nat. This is the wannabe weekly podcast. Uh, me, Nat, connecting with the people in my life. Everyone has a story, and I want to hear it. When I was dreaming up this podcast, I wanted to incorporate regular episodes called Couples Corner. So this is my official first Couple Corner episode that hopefully will get published, because guess what I did? I lost an interview. Da, da, da. So hopefully I won't lose this one. I have a great couple today, and their name is Jason and Audra, and I really appreciate you guys doing this today. So thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's just get on into it because we have a lot to talk about. So I'm going to start with Audra. Hello. Hi. Where are you from? Um, Where were you born? I was born in California, San Diego, mm-hmm. but I've lived here the majority of my life. Awesome. Big family, small family? Um, my immediate family is small. But my extended family is very big. Oh, yeah? Like lots of cousins and things? I have a lot of cousins. My grandparents had six kids and I think 20 grandkids. You have 20 cousins? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. On one side of my family, yeah. <laughs> wow. And where are you in the mix? Or middle? I am the third oldest. Out of the, the 20? Yeah. Girl, that's incredible. A lot of cousins. <laughs> but it must be so much fun. We really weren't very close. So oh, that's bad. We are more close now because of like social media. Yeah. Um, we keep track of what's going on in each other's lives that way, but we all grew up in different states. We were all far apart from each other. So gotcha. We weren't really that close. What was your very first job? <laughs> My very first job was with Jason. What? Ever? Ever. My very first job ever was um, I was a hostess at Native New Yorker. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was 15. It wasn't legal. <laughs> <laughs> what was the legal, the age to work was 16? Yeah. And you were 15? Mm-hmm. Did you lie on your resume? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Jason, where are you from? I took advantage as a supervisor. <laughs> Uh, the details of my life are inconsequential. My okay. father was a boulangerie owner from Belgium. Oh, très bien. Anyway, sorry for uh, Austin Powers fans that get that. <laughs> um, I'm originally from Sheridan, Wyoming, a small town in northern Wyoming, just south of Montana. Hmm. B- big or small family? Um, small by her standards, certainly. Yeah. Um, uh, my... Mom is my dad's third wife, and so my brothers and sister from his previous marriage, I was the only child between the two of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've got a handful of cousins on my dad's side um, in California that, you know, I probably haven't seen in 20 years, and pretty much the same on my mom's side, most of them are scattered across the the country, Um, I haven't seen them in probably 20 years either, Uh, we talk on Facebook, you know, Uh, my brother's lived here uh, as long as, as well as my sister um, I did have a brother pass away in May oh, sorry. So just got uh, just got one brother and sister that live out there and my mom lives in Scottsdale and all right yeah that's pretty much it eh? <laughs> <laughs> well what's okay what was your first job uh, Native New Yorker really yeah yeah what, we what? we uh, there used to be a Native New Yorker at 32nd Street and Greenway okay and uh, that was my first job as a host. And two of my best friends worked there with me. And we caroused and got into all kinds of... Tony and John both worked there. Tony worked there too? Oh, yeah. Tony, oh. Tony like, he, like, redid the whole busser world. Yeah. He took charge? Oh, oh. 
I didn't know if that. You knew, if you I knew, knew John. I I knew John worked there, but I didn't know Tony did. Yeah, John was the he was the pretty one. Tony was the smart one, and I was the carouser. So. So we started. Okay, you started in the restaurant industry. So what do you do now, Audra? I um, I'm licensed as a nursing assistant, but I do quality and compliance for a hospice agency. Mm-hmm. And Jason, what do you do right now? I, to supplement or to pay for all of the things, I am a land survey manager at an um, engineering firm, a civil engineering firm. Okay. So I oversee uh, surveyors that do all of the mapping and, and legal documents for land transfers and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, on the side would be considered, but my real passion is I teach martial arts, self-defense, and firearms training. I took his class. Did you? Yeah, I did. Um, what I wanted to do was one of my uh, server friends was off to college. And she's this beautiful, blonde goddess. And my gift to her was, I'm gonna, we're going to do self-defense classes, because I knew him. So we did, a, like, two, three classes mm-hmm. with you, and, you know, felt like, okay, I'm sending her off into the world, but she, she could handle herself for sure. She's not, I mean, she was a very attractive, tall, blonde, young girl, but at the same time, she was not a, like, a target. She's, she was uh, very confident and strong as... Yeah, as hell. It made me feel better though, yeah. giving her some tools and skills. Definitely, even just after a few classes, her confidence level. I mean, by the third class, she was, she was getting into it and was enjoying it. So she's going up to NAU, and so away from family, and she's going to be on her own for a bit. So. Yeah, and then I, if anything, your classmate are aware to think about that. Maybe she didn't think about that beforehand, but after three classes, like, oh, this could happen. And they were, they were the only students in those classes, so I tailored it to, oh, like, nice. abduction scenarios. You got private lessons. He um, is a great teacher. He's taught some, like, self-defense safety awareness classes for my work. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't participate. You, know, <laughs> you participated, I, I, just not with me. Well, that, yeah, I didn't participate with him, but I watch a lot of his classes, yeah. and I've learned a lot of stuff that, although I don't really participate in his classes, I definitely have learned what to look out for and how to yeah. be self-aware. And yeah, absolutely. Well, and part of like teaching her and you and doing that type of teaching mm-hmm. is what is is was I would say the beginning of the inspiration to what I do now so I teach Saturdays I still teach the traditional Japanese Aikido class okay but then Wednesdays I teach um, a class called this one I I can get specific with yep. um, civilian first responder and it's a everybody wears plain clothes and we don't do like real complicated it's the stuff I was teaching you guys. Like somebody grabs you, this is how you get out of the grip. This is how you get somebody off of you or how to strike them in a very gross motor skill. You know, somebody can pick it up in three classes rather than having to dedicate a year of their life to training this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and, and I include weapons into it. You know, we go over what, how, what weapons to carry and how to do. Uh, the big thing now is EDC, and everybody wants everyday carry items. Whether that's a gun or a knife or a flashlight, you know, I've got, I've got flashlights and things and, and uh, but but that was, when I was teaching you guys that, and then I had somebody else that came in, um, two high school girls that came in and did the same thing oh. around the same time. Yeah. Um, but they had no interest in, in sticking with it, okay. right? And so it was like, well, how do I, how do I do this, without asking somebody to dedicate. You know, I, I couldn't use any of the training I did for real self-defense for years. I can now. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was... And then she, uh, Audra, really one night just said, well, you know, just fucking do it. Just start the company and do it. I start podcasts. Just it, do it. Just it, stop waiting around and do it. It so. literally was that conversation. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. So the next day, I... 
filed the articles of organization and, and you know, I don't, I've got a few students here and there, most of my students are my Aikido students that come and do that, you know, but she's a, a been a big part of um, the impetus for that, you know, getting that off the ground. And mm -hmm. I also teach uh, like uh, really basic, like emergency first aid. The concept is a, is a triangle of first responder skills, self-defense, like yeah. hand-to-hand self-defense, first aid, and firearms handling, safe, appropriate, responsible firearms handling. Mm -hmm. um, and that's sort of the, the triangle that I built the, the thing off of. So that's really when you long ass answer to this question. <laughs> that's what I do. The, sur right. the surveying nah. supports that. I totally, absolutely get it. <laughs> so how did you two meet? Went to high school together. Really? Yeah. In the same grade? Yeah. yeah, we graduated the same class. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how we met in in high school, or at uh, um, how we worked together. You know, we. Okay. So many years ago. She was. We ran in sort of the same friend group. Like, if you were to do a Venn diagram of our friend groups, they sort of intersected very, very slightly at the edge. How big was your graduating class? Seven. No, our graduating class was just under five hundred. That graduated. Oh, that graduated. Our class was over 700. Yeah, but it started up yeah. much better, but we graduated just under 500 mm -hmm. students. Wow, and you found each other. Well, yeah, we we <laughs> dated for... If that's what you want to call it when you're 15 <laughs> yeah, 16 yeah. and 16, sophomores in high school. Right. We, we, we went out for two weeks, I think. Who asked who out? I asked her out. What did you guys? I asked you out. You, you have, would never you have, have asked me out. Yeah. You have such a better memory of this time in our life than I do, so <laughs> I will defer to your better judgment. She was very aloof. Yes, I asked her out. What was your first date? We never really had a date. That's why she says if you'd call, we call it, it that, dating. Yeah. We, we went out, like, I think we went, did we go to Cracker Jack's once? Probably. Yeah. I think we went to the pizza place. Remember the pizza place that everybody used to go to after work mm -hmm. down the street? Mm -hmm. we, went, we went there. Yeah. I went over to her house a couple times. Like, okay. I, think, I think we kissed once in two weeks. And, um, then, and then... I think he didn't call me. And no. I was just like... <laughs> we, Done. We, we both just knew this wasn't the time. Okay. And we just stopped talking. That's it? That was it. That was it. We didn't even break up. It just... We just didn't talk anymore. It was really, really bizarre. She was mind super, you, I mean... Mind you, we had the same friends. We did, yeah. And so, we would hang out together still within this circle of friends, like bowling on Saturday night or... Oh, yeah. We but did you talk? Like, did you still, like, talk to each other? Or just, no. No. No, just... No. No. Stop talking. Just stopped talking. We didn't really talk before that. Like we had this, like I said, so think of in, 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 in the Venn diagram, <laughs> it wasn't like our friend group was like that. Right. Our friend group was like that. That. Gotcha. Because most of your friends I wasn't friends with. And That's most true. of my friends, you, we had a few. There was like five people. That interconnected. And that were, weren't together very often. So we weren't together a lot. And when we were together, there was a big group. And, you know, I was yeah. like 16 year old dude <laughs> frankly her uh she was way hotter than i had any business <laughs> spending time with at that point in my life so i i was wildly intimidated by her i mean you know and you know that's true i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so we st we stop talking we graduate and then we go and go live life, life. go live life yeah um uh, Jason, you were married before, mm -hmm. and you have a daughter. I do. She's awesome. Were you married before, Audrey? I was. Okay. And then you have two? I have three kids. Three kids. Mm -hmm. Boy, girls. Two boys and a girl. Nice. I have an adult child who doesn't live here. Right. And then the two younger ones that are here. Two, two months different in age than Chloe. Three, it? three months. Her 20-year-old. Oh, yeah. Her 20-year-old and Chloe so, Chloe turns 21 in March, and my son turns 21 in May. Oh, how fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so, okay, we separate, we go live, 
And how do you guys reconnect after all this time? So, I mean, there's social media. So we both, like, you know, we're friends on social media. Yeah. And just kind of following each other's lives. Um, And then, what year was it? 20? It's 2009. No. No? No. I didn't go to our 10 year reunion. No, no, no. That's when we became friends on Facebook. Oh. See, better memory than I have, absolutely. Um, So our 20-year high school reunion rolls around, and just prior to that, there was a... Well, hold on, let me... me. (laughs) He's a better storyteller than I am anyways. No, let me pause you there. The next place we physically ran into each other was the 15-year reunion. True. Again, a place that we were both at, with basically the same group of friends and didn't talk. <laughs> I mean, we said hi. We, I, I said hi to you because I got introduced. Oh, that's right, to my wife. To your wife at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, that's right. Yeah. So okay. yeah, we did say hi that night, but uh-huh. we didn't talk. No, just um, hi. Just yeah. hi. Uh huh. And so that was a fifteen year. It was an unofficial reunion. Okay. And then, and then again, yeah, nothing, nothing until. The twenty-year reunion. Um, at this point, I had been sober for six months, mm-hmm. and I had gone on a. Was that the Was that the year I did my big trip? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'd been sober for six months, which you remember that time yep. in my life, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of my awakening, and I had gone on a. I called it my walkabout. I, I do a, a yearly trip where I go train with a bunch of martial art friends and teach at a couple seminars in, in, in uh, Nebraska and then Indiana. Yep. And I usually fly. I fly to Omaha and then me and a couple friends drive down to Indiana and then I fly home. Well, this year I drove the whole thing wow. by myself. And none of my other friends went. So I really just did this. It was like this cathartic mm-hmm. self-exploration sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I, driving up through the Navajo Res by myself on my way to this thing. It was like probably one of the most emotional days of my life, just like feeling this thing. And while on that, on that drive, I was at a red light or I was stuck in traffic. That's what it was. I was stuck in highway traffic. So I was, you know, doing what we all do, stuck in highway traffic, flipping through Instagram. And there was this just stunning picture of her. <laughs> it was my birthday. <laughs> It was on her birthday, and it was just this beautiful picture of her, and she said, you know, if this is 38, I'll take it, and I commented on it and said, you know, yeah, you look great, and it wasn't inappropriate, I wasn't like, I don't don't make inappropriate comments, so I just, but I, and I don't comment, I don't ever comment on people's pictures. But he did. But I I put the little heart thing, and (laughs) you look great, And, and then I went on this. 4,500 mile journey and mm-hmm. and it was just amazing and I got back three days before the uh, the reunion and so I had a, a platonic date to it um, that we had decided to go together and and so um, and and I'd spoken to my sponsor about it because you know what does everybody do at their 20 year reunion sure and I want I wanted to make sure that I wasn't yeah, what does everybody do at their 20 year reunion, babe? Drink a lot. <laughs> did did someone drink? I did. A lot. So <laughs> I was very, you know, open and, and transparent with my sponsor because I just I didn't want to put myself in a funny position. So yep. and I and it was totally fine. But uh, we showed up, I was seeing, you know, people that I went to high school with, but I was like, eh, I don't really have any interest in talking to any of you. And as soon as we walked out outside. There comes this just brilliant blue dress streaming at me. Oh my God, I'd love to talk to you at some point tonight. And it was her. Nice. Eli. Yeah. It's okay. Keep, keep him in your room, please. Doggy, doggy, that's okay. Doggy. <laughs> We're, we have a, an interlude right now with a dog, and that's okay. We like dogs. That's okay. That's okay. 
That's life in our house. That's okay. That's life in our house. Who's going to park? One. I'm in your room. That's okay. I just keep him out here. I just let him watch the video. So anyway, yeah, she, she, she was like, oh my God, it's great to see you. I'd like to say hi later. And, and then, of course, the rest of the night continued on and, and some drama happened that, that I don't know if we want to get into. Nope. But, um, I don't have to. Um, we didn't end up talking that night. Okay. Um, so, well, we didn't end up talking at the reunion that night. Okay. So, um, of course, you know, after the reunion, everybody heads over to... The bar across the street. What's it called? Oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the, the local bar. Jasper? Jasper's just excited. He wants to be part of the podcast. Um, and so I decided against that intelligently um, and drove uh, my platonic date was having some serious back problems. And so I took her home and I think it was like 10 and I was going to mm-hmm. just go home. And, uh, and it just, something was like, you should go to the bar with all these people. And, it, and I think I justified it to myself, like, you should go watch all these people get stupid drunk <laughs> and laugh at them. Right. Because most of them, honestly, not most of them, I shouldn't say that. A few of them were actual high school bullies of mine Yeah. that were um, still acting uh, a little ridiculous I'm not the same guy that I was in high school, though, so I would, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm now, uh, I'm more confident, and and they were reacting differently to me, so it was just interesting to be in that position. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar and hang Heck out yeah. with these guys. As somebody six months sober, I don't recommend that. Okay. But it did not end up being an issue for me. Good. Um, it was fine. I go, I hang out with uh, a few people. There was a few people that actually weren't drinking as well. Um, and I hung out till it's like one something in the morning, which at this time in my life, I'm not staying up this late. So it's just the whole thing's just really odd. And then there's Audra yeah. just kind of hanging awkwardly. Like her people she was with were acting dumb. And so we just started chatting. I didn't know that she was, she'd had enough to drink that day. Oh, hello. <laughs> She hides, <laughs> she, hides, she hides it well. And Very so nice. uh, her, she said, oh, my Uber's here. We had about, I don't know, was it a 20-minute conversation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said, my Uber's here. And I said, okay, well, I'll walk you out to your Uber. Mm-hmm. And I walked her out and was going to wait till her Uber picked her up. And the Uber it drove in. Yeah. And it drove by. And it drove out. And it left. <gasps> and we just <laughs> watched it on the phone and watched him. <laughs> and took off. And, and she was like... Uh, and I said, all right, well, uh, how about I take you back to the hotel? Because even though we lived, she lived in the same city, it was, she was staying at the hotel that, the, that the, the reunion was at because she was part of the committee that was putting it on and everything. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. That and makes so sense. she said, oh, that'd be great. And so we start walking towards my truck and I immediately think, I have an interlock device on my truck. Shit. I have to explain that. Yep. Like, talk about a moment of, okay, dummy. <laughs> and so, you know, there's no, I just said, hey, by the way, you know, I have an airlock device in my truck when I started, and that's why I don't drink anymore. And she said, okay, cool. And that was about as dramatic as that needed to be. And uh, I drove her to the hotel up to yeah. the front, okay. and I said, uh, it was really nice talking to you tonight. Um, she said, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I said, we should get coffee sometime. Because that's my, that's my standard response to anybody that I haven't seen for a while, and you know, it's like, oh, we should get coffee sometime. Not yep. that I didn't want to, but I was just like, oh, we should get coffee. And she said, we should. And she got up, got and she went into the hotel, and I drove away. And what did you text me a week later, babe? How about that coffee? <laughs> <laughs> a week later, you finally texted. It, was it week, wasn't even a full week because it was. Like it, was it was literally a week later we went and had coffee. Oh no! It was Monday. That was Friday. That was Saturday night. She texted me on like Monday or Tuesday. Well, that's because I had a conversation with one of my work pals, and <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, you need to tell him. Let's have coffee." Good. <laughs> Good work, pal. But I was also very much like, uh, I don't want this to be a date. 
Like, I'm not ready to go on a date. I was out of a relationship, but it hadn't been that long. And Mm -hmm. I was very much like, I'm not looking to start dating. This is going to be the year that I work on myself and meet all these goals I wanted to meet. And we went and had coffee a week later. And our non-coffee date date coffee non-date date yeah <laughs> turned into a date date five hours later <laughs> well so the cute. irony the irony of it is while she's having those thoughts you know she said how about that coffee and i was like well, all right because again i was six months sober yeah and the the general rule when you're when you're early in sobriety is not to get into a relationship within the first year. Oh, wow. It's not a hard and fast, but it's generally a good idea because the chemical reaction to a love interest can be the same as, uh, can be have a similar reaction to um, a drug or alcohol. So if you're not, if you haven't really settled those, those brain reactions down, yeah. you can just become addicted to the person. And oh. I was very aware of this. So on the way to get coffee, um, and I was really enjoying being single for the first time in my life. I had, I was learning all these really important adult uh, lessons and, and idioms that, that I was just really enjoying being single and learning how to provide for myself and right. actually pay all my bills and not require the presence of another human mm-hmm. to keep me on track. Mm-hmm. So I'm on my way to this coffee and I'm thinking, and I even called my sponsor he got a lot of calls from me in this period of my life. And I called him and said, hey, uh, just, you know, FYI, I'm going to meet this chick for coffee from the reunion, and it's not a date. And he said, have you told her that? And I said, I haven't told her that. And he goes, well, just don't open with that because you're going to make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, just, just enjoy yourself. You know, if you guys are just going to hang out and chat, just, just enjoy yourself, you know, don't Good. put any weight on it, what it should or shouldn't be, you know, just because of course at this time I'm like, you know, I'm either feeling like if I don't hold everything to a rigid thing, the whole, the whole card, house of cards is going to fall. And so I was like, all right, it's not a date. It's not a date. I'm not going to tell her that, but it's not a date. So we show up and, and we awkwardly stand and order our coffee because we don't really, you know, how you do the thing. Like, I don't do I pay for her, but it's not a date. I think right. I paid for you mm-hmm. anyway. Of course I did. That's because you're a gentleman. You would do that regardless. Yes. Or anybody. Correct. I would. Correct. So we go out and we sit and it's, it's October 7th. So it's a little chilly, you know. Sure. Kind of that thing. And yeah, we, we met at 5.30. Yeah, it was 5.30 was when we met. And by about, I'd say 7.30... Yeah. Eight. I was like, fuck, it's a date. I'm going to have, I got to take this chick to dinner. Because I I was immediately, it was, it was goal oriented, solid head on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't flirting with me. Mm -hmm. You know, flirting tends to kind of, have a bad influence on me, okay. um, especially at that time. Um, she just was, I mean, it was just like, she was just, I don't know, it was goal-oriented, clear communicator, um, solid foundation, good, you know, I just, it was good connection, and I was just like, Pff. and the obvious for anybody that sees a picture of her after this, she's gorgeous, so all of that was like, well, crap. So, <laughs> so for you, Audra, like, at during that coffee, non-date coffee time that turned into a date, did it turn? Was there a moment of switch for you? <laughs> hmm. Well, not while we were sitting there having coffee, sure. just chatting, because same thing in my mind, this isn't a date. This is just two people catching up on life, seeing, you know, maybe maybe there is a common interest or something, but I was really not... It really was not a date in my mind. And sure. so I listened to him talk a lot about martial arts. And I don't know how to talk about anything else. 
else. I know that. <laughs> but because he talks about things with so much passion, it was interesting. Because mm-hmm. really, it could have been quite boring if <laughs> he wasn't so passionate about it. But um, I, I don't know. We went out. He walked me out to my car, and we we're standing there talking. That awkward, like what I don't know. Go? It's it's time to go. I I should get in the car now and leave. But there was like a whole lot of yeah, like awkward, <laughs> like pausing. And he just looks at me and goes, "I'm gonna kiss you now." Oh. And that was my response. I go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> And he kissed me, and yeah. it was fabulous. Okay. And then he said, I want to take you out on a real date. Can we go out to dinner next weekend? And I said, yes. And literally everything is history from that point. Like, like I mean, we just, everything has been pretty easy for the most part. Like, it just, we both knew at that point where we were at in life, and we were both adults and what works and what hasn't worked for us. And mm-hmm. we've so, been connected at the hip ever since. Love it. <laughs> so let's move forward to the proposal. When did mm-hmm. you guys decide let's get married? Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll notice a theme with me. Um, I just sort of, it was kind of a similar thing. I just sort of, did it? You know? I had no idea it yeah. was coming. Well, so so the 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 funny part of that is is shortly before I did, I had been planning on it. You know, okay. I mean, I we we knew that we were going to spend the rest of this life together, one one way or the other. There there wasn't really any question of that. Um, before her, I had this is my third marriage. Okay. Um, my dad was married three times as well. My mom was the one until he passed. Um, and, but even, even considering that I had zero interest in getting married before she and I got together. In fact, I'd made a declarative statement to several people. This just is not going to happen for me again. Okay. So, but of course this happens and it's like, well, all right, we, you know, she's got kids that I'm, you know, very much, I'm in love with them as I am with her. And so, okay. so my dynamic needs to change. And so I'd made this, uh, decision to do so quite a bit beforehand and uh we actually ended up buying a car in the process of me building her ring so okay. i then i'd started designing and building like a very rudimentary ring with twisty i twisted a bunch of wire together and wrapped it around a, a stone or something mm-hmm. it was in the process that we were going to buy this this car and she was like well i, I won't be financially married to you and unless we're ever actually married and you know here I am halfway through building this ring like ah, I think we can handle it you know we'll, we'll get it done right <laughs> and so uh I wasn't exactly sure when and then we decided to go on a trip to Oregon okay this was our second trip to Oregon yes this was our first trip to Oregon. was it the first one our second trip was our honeymoon wow I feel like we had another trip before that anyway so yeah she took me to Cannon Beach Okay. I'd never been, and uh, but I knew this was going to be the place. And uh, if you've ever seen a picture of Cannon Beach, it's got the big rocks sticking up out yep. of the ocean. Goonies. Yeah, and, Goonies. And it's one of my favorite places. We uh, on our first day there, we flew in Wednesday, woke up Thursday, and just kind of walking around the beach. Beautiful day, sun was out, and uh, I had the ring in my pocket, and we walked over to the the big. Um, Haystack Rock, which is the big rock, and mm-hmm. spent some time near that. And then um, I had, in in building up to this, I had filmed, I'd written a letter to each one of her kids, and filmed them opening the letter, and it said, "Can I marry your mom?" Basically. Oh my God! And, you're awesome. And <laughs> they, of course, were you know all thrilled um, with it. And so then when we got to the rock, I had the ring in my hand, and I texted her that video. So that she gets this video, she's watching it, and it, she's watching oh, her kids mind. open it. She's kind of looking at me, and I'm just kind of standing there. And, <laughs> and then, it, and then it, 
it says what it is, you know. Right. And and she kind of looks at me like this, and I show her the ring. Well, the kids each read their note that he wrote to them, and they all looked up at separate times and said yes. And then he says into the camera, now it's up to you. Mm, that's right. And I look up from the phone, and he's standing there, and he goes, I'm going to marry you now. <laughs> Just like the, I'm going to kiss you now. <laughs> he's consistent. He's consistent. Yes, that's what I said. You're going to see a, you're gonna a see theme. A theme. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. you know, you, you, you see all of the romantic comedy movies where the guy gets down on his knee and he says all of these wonderful mushy things and you think that's what you want but there was nothing more perfect than that moment oh i am that's (laughs) wonderful so then love in a time of covid you you got married this in 2020 was this part of the plan or did we have to adjust We came home from that trip and started planning our wedding almost immediately. Um, We have some some plans for our family that can't move forward if we didn't get married, Mm -hmm. and we wanted we we wanted that to happen quickly, and so um, we started planning right away, and we found this beautiful. I found this beautiful place <laughs> up in uh, Prescott, across from the courthouse plaza. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, old historic um, building with a the uh, art museum, and it has a uh, event room upstairs, and it was gorgeous. And we went in, and they literally had the whole summer open, and they said pick a date, <gasps> and so we picked six twenty twenty twenty. Jason likes numbers that are divisible, divisible. and it's an easy date to remember, (laughs) you know, it's an easy date to remember, so we're full steam ahead, November, December, okay, planning a wedding, and um, all the way into January, and you know, COVID starts becoming a thing in February, and it gets real in March, and... Um, the ladies from the venue sent out um, a message saying we're canceling all weddings through the summer. Um, here are your options. And so we went back and forth for a while about, well, we could either just get married and not have a wedding. We could get married late at a later date. We could still get married, figure out something else. And... I was dead set. I was like, no, this this is our day. Like, we're doing this. And so we made it work. We we changed everything. We canceled everything we had planned and just kind of called an audible in May. Like, we, it was, you know, March, April, here's May, and we're six weeks out from our date, and we completely replanned our wedding. We found local caterer, somebody that Jason knew. Right. Um, uh, we got flowers, and uh, somebody we went to high school with was our photographer. We rented um, a beautiful Airbnb with this huge backyard, and we had a backyard wedding. That was... I didn't think it was going to be what I had envisioned our wedding to be, and just like our proposal... It was perfect. It was beautiful. It was all the things and all the people we really, really wanted to be there with us were there. Um, You know, perfect. We let everybody know that because of COVID, if they didn't come, if they chose not to come, that it was okay. Our feelings weren't going to be hurt. We respected their decision. It didn't mean that they um, loved us any less or supported us any less. Um, But we had. 35 people, not including our kids, but so 35 people. So it was small, but it was, it was perfect. We had a, we had an area for social distancing. Yeah. Not every single seat was social distance, but there was 
several that were for those that were concerned. We had you know hand sanitizer and all the tables right. and and uh, and there were some people that, that weren't able to make it. You know that, that mm-hmm. we otherwise would have loved to have been there, but um, thankfully they didn't hold it against us to not wait. Which, yeah, which we would have understood that as well. But um, like she said, there's there's things that we want to get done that this that couldn't we couldn't continue on until this building block was was set gotcha. in stone and so we just because we canceled the wedding we didn't we didn't just change it we initially canceled it we sent yeah. out an email to everybody and said we're because of COVID we're canceling it mm-hmm. and then through talking about it we were like you know we really don't want these other things to wait mm-hmm so, and we just, we like that date. So yeah. It's 20, 20, 20, you know, yep. got to make it work. And so then we, like three weeks later, we sent out another email that said, hey, you know, uh, just kidding. We're back on, but it's going to be down here instead of in Prescott. And, you know, Perfect. if you can make it great, if not. Your invitation will be in the mail shortly. Yeah. 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 And the honeymoon was, went back to the same place in Oregon. Yeah. So, well, we'd actually paid for. Uh, through Costco at trip to was it Puerto Vallarta? No, Cancun. Cancun, that's right. So we paid for a trip to Cancun. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. We're gonna yep. go down to Cancun for a week. Neither one of us have ever had a vacation like that. Yep. You know, all inclusive resort, you know, mm-hmm. type, type things. So we were both really looking forward to that. Like, that was gonna be great. Um, and then obviously all of the COVID things, and so um, props to Costco, full refund. Oh, they had but, to. They had to. Well, well they they told us initially. Because the airline is a different oh, payment. You yeah. pay for you pay for the the the, the hotel the block. They pay the airline, but they can't ensure that the uh, airline. Oh, gotcha. But they did actually they did. just Costco give us. Costco totally took care of us. Yeah, they did. We go got it all Costco. Back. And so then we were kind of like, where do we want to go? We kicked around, you know, Florida, California. It was just like, you know, why would we do something almost like what we wanted to do? That's not the same thing. Gotcha. Um, so you so went back like, to Oregon. Why don't we go back to Oregon? Perfect. Awesome. We, right. love, it there, so. we love it there. So yeah, we, we went back. Well, I have a couple of questions before I get to the lightning round of my mm-hmm. my quizzes. Um, since there's divorce in your histories, were you nervous about getting married again? And did you guys discuss like made up like promises to each other like? this is how we're going to handle this relationship. You know, we, we learned this from the past mistakes. We're going to approach this relationship like this. Was there like a, a fear because the past divorces? No fear. No, I didn't have any fear. Um, I, I, the most I would say that I had was anticipation. <clears throat> Not about getting married again by any stretch. Um, but being cognizant that I don't fall into the same bad habits that that I did before. Gotcha. Um, and and not wanting her to do the same. Gotcha. Um, you know, my my two uh, previous marriages were two really great women. I have not a negative thing to say about either one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one was just way too early and 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 you know had an unplanned pregnancy and. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we gave it a heck of a go, and, and it didn't work out. And uh, the second one, I, you know, we just didn't, it just didn't work out. But it wasn't because either one of us was, was any particular way, which that's what made me nervous. You know, it was like mm-hmm. if I could say, well, you know, those didn't last because they were just terrible women, and this is a really good woman, so I, yeah. this one's assured success. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I water this plant instead of just assuming that this plant's so awesome it doesn't need water which right. is really what I did with with my second marriage gotcha. and so um I, when there was you know zero fear though um okay. in fact I was probably not probably I was a hundred percent more confident and comfortable coming into this one than any previous um situation um the conversations that we had though really the only I mean we communicate more openly and directly, I think, than just about anybody I know. Good. When, 
when she's Good. pissed, she tells me and vice versa. And, um, and when we apologize, we get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, probably, the, I don't know, the, there was a really the most uncomfortable conversation was about finances because yeah, always... she assumed I didn't want her on the bank account. And then when I said, well, sure, it was kind of like, oh, well, cool. Yeah, okay. I think that was probably the most uncomfortable conversation we've had. But we both, in regards to our relationship, just making sure that we didn't fall into old patterns that we had with other people in the past or... Um, Knowing, I know where my faults are. Jason knows where his are, and knowing how to um, own them and take accountability when they do creep out. Yep. (laughs) Yep. They like to do that, don't they? Yeah, they they do on occasion. (laughs) Well, accepting that the other person's faults are going to creep out and knowing it. Yeah. You know, there's a a large part of the populace in general that that seem to forget that, you know, and when somebody's faults come to the surface and creep out, or I don't even want to say faults, just their idiosyncrasies that they deal with, you know, it's always going to be there. There's always going to be something underneath the surface that's going to pop out, and Mm -hmm. if you cannot take it personally, then call them on it, and if they cannot take getting called on it personally, Mm -hmm. oh man. (laughs) That would have never happened in my 20s, ever. Yeah. We just get better with age. Oh, we do. Seriously. All right. Question time. Mm-mm-mm. Ladies first. Okay. Okay. Uh, meal of a lifetime or like your final meal, your dream meal. Oh, man, that's so hard because I love food. I do, too. Um, hey, baby. Jasper loves food, too. You know what? My meal of a lifetime, like my final food, yeah. would be something that I can't ever have again because it's my grandfather made it, and he's not here anymore. Mm. But if I could have his homemade red chili and tamales, that would be it. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Jason, final meal. Oh, man. Um, her tacos. Oh. <gasps> Her tacos. They do make good tacos. Yes. Pork, beef, good. chicken, seafood. I just use ground beef. Awesome. <laughs> they just, I don't know, there's just a way that she fries the shells and I It's love made with love. It on, is. Honestly, though, outside of that, I eat cereal. So I'm okay. not exactly a, okay. a foodie. All right. Favorite board game, Audra? My favorite board game, Rummy Cube. What? It's called Rummy Cube. It's like... <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> Girl, you got to play that game. It's so okay. fun. It's like... Um, I don't math. Like, math and I are not friends. We're not and friends. And it requires some math. Okay, okay. But um, it's like playing Rummy cards, but these little tiles, and you lay them down on the oh. table. And I'm a winner at that game, and I love it. <laughs> All right. Favorite board game. Uh, I'm not competitive. Okay, uh, it's it's fun. She's, she's like, yeah, she plays that game. She's competitive. <laughs> uh, Trivial Pursuit. Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's a, fun. We played that. With that's the kids. a good game. All right, Audra. The first song you remember liking, you heard it on the radio or at a dance, and you're like, God, I like this song. You hear it in the car. You gotta crank it up. I don't, I've always liked, so it was Madonna, like, way back in the 80s, like, Heck yeah. some of her music from her, like, a Virgin album. Heck yeah. I can't tell you exactly which song, but that whole thing, I loved it. Perfect. I still do. Mm. <laughs> Your song, uh, I'm Jason. I'm looking it up right now, I can't remember the name of it, Bon Jovi. Okay. Um... It's not living on a prayer. Okay. What um, album was it from? Oh, this is gonna kill me. Hold on. Uh, well, I guess I'll just. It's just, it's a Bon Jovi song. Cool. That's what I can. Bon tell Jovi. Yep. All right, Audra. A movie I need to see. It doesn't have to be your favorite, and it could be like, girls, this movie was so bad, you got to see it, or something that meant something to you. 
Or it could be your favorite movie. We start thinking too, Jason. Man. I'm not like a movie buff. Okay. That's, She's not. I'm not, not at all. Um, Just name a movie. Or a book or a show. <laughs> Stop, hold on. <laughs> um, Do you want me to go to Jason so you can have time? No. No. This is going to sound so cliche no. because everybody likes this movie, but no, they don't. My Fair Lady. Okay. I was going to say, how are My... you saying an Audrey Hepburn movie? Well, I was. I was going to say Breakfast at Tiffany's, but that's like... Total cliche. No. But she has been like my hero idol. She was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw her in a movie, I was like 10 or 12 or something. And it was My Fair Lady. And I love it. It's just okay. it's good. Jason? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because I am a movie buff. I know you are. All I, I, there's movies that... Uh, I probably watch 13 hours once a month. I think it's one of the greatest okay. uh, military movies in tech, quasi-military. But honestly, if you were to say what movie um, has meant the most to me throughout my life, mm-hmm. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Feel the dreams. Beautiful. Oh, that is a good one. Destination you have yet to travel to, that you want to travel to, Audra. I want to go to Greece. Greece, place you want to travel to? Japan. Japan. Haven't you already been? No, we haven't been to Japan. Okay. And uh, last question. There is a special place in heaven for people who fill in the blank. Are kind. Special place in heaven for people who? Love dogs. Love dogs. Perfect. Well, Jason and Audra, thank you so much for... Couple corner time with Nat. Thanks, Nat. You're welcome. Hey, everybody, you can follow Nat at the Nat is Fascinated podcast. Keep being fascinated. Thank you.